Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new Virtues Rage with Dr. Jargo right here on TheBigVitoBrand.com. And also you can check out Patreon.com slash BigVMafia. And we didn't do a sit down with Big Vito this week, so we got to get some shit in here on the raids. What's up, Jargo? What's going on, man? How you feeling? We're just a couple days until the Rumble. Are you all pumped and full of excitement? More than normal, just because like really? there's a lot of variables in play this year. Um, you know, you got the Lesler, the Lesler, the Lesnar Lashley match, the Reigns Rollins match, and who are gonna win these two Royal Rumbles with names we've heard. Um, they could return. So if we get what, something like one good thing that happens, like a nice surprise or a nice victory, somebody you didn't expect, or I don't know, I will be happy. Like what would happen? What do you need to happen? I don't even know. I mean, I know you're not into it as much as I am because it's WWE, but right. what would make it memorable to you? Um, if anything. I- it's it's really really difficult for me it, this year more so than most um, because I do not think that Lesnar versus Lashley is going to be anything to write home about. Um, I I just don't feel like WWE views Bobby Lashley inside of that context and it, kind of the way that this entire program has been presented just proves that. With I mean you know Brock Lesnar's yeah I don't even know who you are. You know, like it's it just it, it just feels like they're really diminishing Lashley, kind of trying to lower expectations. I think Lesnar's just gonna squash him and people are gonna be pissed. Um I I the Rollins and Reigns match is probably the most interesting to me because I feel like if Seth Rollins wins that match, Roman Reigns is going to win the Royal Rumble. Which, Almost has to. Like, yeah. what, what else could happen if he didn't? Because this year, more so than any other, like, I don't feel like there's any contenders. I don't feel like there's anybody that we're looking at that one guy and saying, that's the dude. That's the one that's going to, or even, you know, four or five guys. Uh, there's 22 names announced for the Royal Rumble at this point. 12 of them are tag team wrestlers. So, I mean, like, half the field is just, completely irrelevant right off the gate. You know what I mean? So I, I, I feel like they're counting on the rumble selling itself and they're not even really putting any kind of effort into this because they're getting all the money from Peacock and, and it doesn't really matter if people watch it or not. Like I, it feels so half hearted to me. Um, I, I think the biggest thing for me that could happen would be establishing a new star. Like if you got nothing better, put Austin theory over like make a new star. Um, maybe it's somebody returning on the women's side, you know, whether it be Oscar, whether it be Bailey, uh, Ronda Rousey still seems like that's probably the safe pick at this point and probably the smart pick. Um, I, I, I think I would be very placé on this year's rumble. If it's just paint by the numbers, nothing to be excited about. Like, I mean, there, there's a lot of cool things that could happen. Like, I mean, even this entire narrative of, the forbidden door with Jericho and Cody. And it's like, I I feel like the fans are trying to talk themselves into the Royal rumble being a bigger deal this year than what it really is. And usually when it's all said and done, you're like, Oh, nothing happened. That was it. So, so for me, if anything, like, so the standard plausible, like I want Roman Reigns to keep the title because everyone's expecting him to lose it. 
Actually, I want him and Lesnar to still both be champions after Royal Rumble. Now, we don't know what they're going to do with the Chamber in Saudi Arabia. Lesnar, somebody could lose their title in the Chamber, right? And then they could still have the winner of the Rumble challenge one champion and Lesnar reigns. So I feel like they'll get to where they need to. I just, you know me, I'm riding this Roman Reigns thing. And I know people are getting tired of it now in terms of, hey, lose the title. Like now because you were out with COVID, Brock got the champion. And now both, you know, I was like, you know, some of those wrestling fans, right? They're, they're not about Reigns, right. even though they've turned out to like him a little bit more since he's doing this bloodline gimmick. And of course, you know, with Lesnar, oh, he's a part-timer. He's hold the title hostage. So I would like to see both of them stay champion. Like that, I will get my Twitter jollies on if that's the case. And then who do you have win it? I don't know, somebody. So you could, Monday morning, we could say, well, what's going to happen? Lesnar reigns, and then this is the man that's the number one contender. You know, now the women's side of it. Like, I'm all in on Ronda Rousey. If, if she doesn't show up and, and get it, she's a mom. We know Becky came back from it fairly quickly, and we know where she's at the top of the company right now in terms of females. So there, there's, it's possible for Ronda. Same yeah, way. but you can't really compare Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey and where they are inside of their careers. Like, don't get me wrong. Becky Lynch, I'm sure, is making perfectly fine money. Becky Lynch could be making $5 million a year, which she's not, by the way, but she could be making $5 million a year and still not have a net worth that's even a quarter of Ronda Rousey's. Like, Ronda Rousey has done made her money. Like yeah. She could walk away today and she's going to be fine. I'm not sure that Becky Lynch is in that stratosphere. Well, but like, you know, they could have said, hey, Ronda, come back. We need you to win the Royal Rumble and then oh, fight at sure. WrestleMania. And we'll, we'll give for you sure. a couple million bucks for that. Like, and, and again, right, she could be promoting herself to get back in the, the media in terms of maybe she wants to do some movies or whatnot. So, like, to me, seeing her, because now we can get that Becky and Ronda match, it, it was inconclusive at that WrestleMania main event. You saw the way they did the finish. And I was kind of shocked that Rousey didn't come back already, but. She had her kid, which is what she wanted. And I, I think if Becky took longer to come back or still hadn't come back, we'd be talking about Becky being their surprise return. Um, well, chances think, are what, none of that happened. Watch none of that happen. I, I and, think and like, Becky came back early because they needed her. I, I, I don't think the plan was for Becky to come back when Becky came back. Well, it's Dallas, WrestleMania, and they got two nights in that stadium. And right. that's why I'm thinking they're going to – Maybe Rhonda's, they sold her, and hey, we'll give you this much money. We need you there. And again, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be interested to see who they put over, but I guess we will find out. Uh, I don't know even when Noel's going to post this, so let's move on from the Rumble in case she posts it like Monday. But you wanted to talk about AEW. Now, Dynamite last night was in Cleveland. I did not go because I bowled, and I knew ahead of time I just I had an opportunity to go. Uh, I told my buddy, nah, I'm just, I'm just not, I wouldn't even go if it was raw or SmackDown. Right. So he, he, him and one of my other buddies from high school, they both went and, you know, they're sitting there tweeting about it. They're trying to be excited. All, you know, Tony Khan's out there thanking everybody after the show. These guys are like a certain group of fans are right. Vince McMahon's not going to tell me who to like. So you can tell now they're putting AEW over and that's fine. But what, like I saw that ladder match last night. Uh -huh. And it, it, 
it was a lot of spots. Dude, the, the cutter that Sammy Guevara did. Awesome. That, that was hard. Boy, stuff. Like, I don't get me wrong, Jargo, that was awesome. But I ask myself, why did they do it at Beach Blast, which is dynamite, just subname something stupid. I know, I get it, it was a joke. It was in Cleveland during this winter. But I know they only have so many pay-per-views a year, but they still charge 50 bucks for them. Maybe right. Cody's schedule, maybe he's too busy with his extracurriculars that it wasn't going to work out, and they just wanted to get that feud done with. But why, like, why are we seeing so much of this on TV? It, it, I don't know. Well, I just I mean, not a, it's like, to me, it's an opportunity for them to get money out of this, but I, I don't know. And I get it. They want to build their ratings. Well, I, I think there's a couple of different aspects to it. Number one, they're making just as much money off of the TV revenue than they're making off of pay-per-view at this point. Like it, it's the, the way that content is delivered and the way that it's paid for by the networks is very, very different than it was 20 years ago. I would completely agree with you when they were still making their money off of live attendance and the split with the pay-per-view companies with TV rights fees being what they are now. You need to put big matches like this on TV because you got to keep the ratings up. I understand that aspect of it. Um, the other thing is they only do four pay-per-views a year, right? So, I mean, we're still what? six weeks away from the next AEW pay-per-view. Like both of these guys can still have another creative program built on top of the already existing creative program as we go forward and towards revolution. My problem with dynamite last night, I, I actually got accused on the no DQ review mind you, of being an AEW Homer in one of the comments that I was looking through. On, I've never on, on heard that from before. You know, I use cultist. I like this new one now. A E W A E Witch, A E Warlock. I'm just having <laughs> fun with it. I'm not like I I watch A E W. I wouldn't even be able to talk about A E W if I didn't watch it. But you know the fans are just and not at all. Of them. Oh yeah. But but carry on. I thought this show last night was awful. I thought it was just terrible from the opening bell until the finish of the night. I mean, like I did not like the, the ladder match. There were some incredible spots inside of that ladder match. As long as you don't like any selling and as long as you believe that everything yep. in pro wrestling just does not hurt and you can just like, you know, get up off of a, a fall off of a 20 foot ladder onto another guy who's laying on another ladder and it takes you like, you know, three seconds to recover from it, you know, then, then, then fine and dandy. Like I, I was infuriated watching that match last night. Cause I felt like they buried their entire narrative. They buried the entire card, like absolutely nothing throughout the rest and of that, this that card kicked off the show. That was the opening match. I mean, both guys were standing in the ring when the show started, just so that we wouldn't hear the booze during Cody's entrance, which was something else I picked up on. So then we go to the Wardlow thing. Wardlow is from Cleveland, Ohio. I guess even at the end of the night, they brought Wardlow out. He cut a big baby face, like go home promo for the, the hometown crowd on the show. They put him out there for one minute. He just squashes like two guys, one on two handicap match. 
absolutely pointless. Danny Garcia and 2.0, I'm tired of seeing on my television. If Danny Garcia is going to be a big star, then book him like a big star because right now he just sucks. He keeps getting these spots and he just keeps going out there and losing. I don't understand what's going on with Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. I don't understand who is supposed to be the baby face coming out of this. Nobody wins. Nobody gets over. Then we have the Christian Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Matt Hardy and Private Party. Private Party now the number one contenders for the tag team titles, even though I don't think I've seen them have a match in at least six months. Makes no sense. How are those rankings going again? (laughs) Right? You have MJF gets the better of CM Punk in Cleveland, which is fine, but the match is next week in Chicago, and I feel like MJF has to win that match by some kind of hook or by crook no pun intended to hook, but by some hook or by crook, MJF needs to win that match, leave CM Punk laying, but they did that last night in Cleveland. So now I feel like Punk is going to win it. And he absolutely does not need that win somewhere in there. You get a one minute video package with your champion. Who's not even on the show. I mean, that's a problem. Layla Hirsch and red velvet. This is the number one and number two contenders to Britt Baker's women's championship. Are you freaking shitting me right now? That match was God awful. Malachi black and Brody King, probably the highlight of the show that went on for all of about a minute and a half. You got Britt Baker out there ripping on the Cleveland fans left and right. Just getting cheap heat when people just want to cheer fucking Britt Baker. Doesn't make any kind of logical sense. And then you get to the main event. Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy, which is completely <laughs> overshadowed by freaking Danhausen. Like, isn't that I crazy? Mean, no, I like. Oh man, and I like I mean, Danhausen. I thought in terms this of, show I know, was I know the shit, is, but it's chaos. And look, I want every. I have every intent to like AEW when I like things, certain things. But when I see what I see, and like Adam Cole, what what happened to him? Is he just having a good time with this woman now, getting paid, drinking cocktails, and playing video games? Dude, something's disconnected with me from what he did in Undisputed Era and NXT. I I figured it out last night because I was so insulted by it. Adam Cole's first feud when he came into All Elite Wrestling was against a guy named freaking Jungle Boy. And he's out there wrestling with a goddamn dinosaur. Right? Like, how seriously am I supposed to take this? Then he moves on to freaking Orange Cassidy and the best friends. Now it seems as though we're set up for an angle with Danhausen. Like, can we put somebody opposite of Adam Cole that's not a goddamn comedy figure and actually give him something to sink his teeth into? Like, when you look at where Adam Cole has been positioned inside of AEW, I understand it. Because you've got guys like CM Punk, you got guys like Jericho, you got guys like Moxley, even Kenny Omega is not a spring chicken at this point. He's like 38 years old. If you're going to make money with these guys, you got to do it now. And so that becomes your main event picture. Yep. Adam Cole's only 32 years old. There's a lot of time for Adam Cole. But we can't define Adam Cole down to nothing before you decide it's time to do something with it. And, you know, you have your MJF and Punk feud. You know, you have all your different feuds going on. And what's your main, I mean, what what's the title feud? Is it still Daniel, or Brian, sorry, Brian Danielson and Adam Page? No, no, it's Lance Archer and, and Hangman Page. 
See, exactly. And I feel like they, why aren't we getting that shoved down our throat? Or what, did I miss something? Yeah, I, I don't mean, care if they had promos, beating somebody up backstage, doing some vignettes, whatever. But why is that just like an afterthought? Is that, is the AEW world, I feel like they think the TNT championship, which is weird now they're on TBS, is a bigger deal to them than the AEW world title. I don't Am have- I wrong? I don't have nearly as big of a problem with the TNT title on TBS as I do the TBS title on TNT because I don't equate the TNT championship to the network. I equate the TNT championship to dynamite, dynamite TNT like that. That works for me. I don't equate it to the network. TBS obviously is the network. Just call it the TV title. Just call it, just call it the TV title instead of getting cute with it. Um, that's what it should be. Oh, what about that fantastic spot with uh, Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy? Didn't they go up and fall through like a WWE stage prop? Yeah. So as much as like AEW wants to be different, I still see a lot of similarities of well, doing and, what WWE does. And at first, I was I was completely livid, Virtue, because Orange Cassidy won that match. I was completely livid, and then I remembered. It's a lights out match. It doesn't count on the record. So Adam Cole is still undefeated in AEW and he can still tout that he's undefeated in AEW as a swarmy dick, even though we, we clearly saw him lose. Well, like why even do that? Like why even have a right. match if it doesn't count? Why <laughs> even do that? You, like, you it's know, not like they did it for YouTube or the house show. They did it on dynamite, but let's not count it. Yeah. And you in the standings, you know, they occasionally show those standings, but sometimes they don't make sense. Well, the it, ranking, like, I'm mathematically I, trying to figure some of these rankings out, and I'm like, what? I thought it was really, really smartly done when they had the gun club attack Christian. And, you know, Billy Gunn's going off about how, you know, my boys are still, you know, undefeated inside of AEW. And, and Christian's like, yeah, but you haven't beat anybody. Like you're just beating up jobbers on dark. Like who cares when something of substance, like we, we, it's not just the record, right? Like, yeah, like college football, right? Like I, I, I can't buy Layla Hirsch is the number one contender to Britt Baker at this point. I can't buy that red velvet is the number two contender to Britt Baker at this point. I can't buy private party. I can't buy the acclaimed 2.0. Like all these teams are, you're just winning a bunch of matches on dark and elevation that nobody is seeing and nobody cares. So speaking about what nobody's seeing and nobody cares, uh, impact wrestling. Why, why can you explain to me again? You might've done this already. Why am I seeing Jay White on impact wrestling? I can't, can he not like this guy? Like, I, I get it. He's over here trying to build the new Japan brand in the States, right? Is that the right. gist of it? Yeah. So I guess by any means necessary. And he's stuck here right now. But, oh, my God. Like, I'm, I just think this guy's like and this. And maybe he's got to wade through this pool. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel something feels off with this. But, again, maybe he's in this situation in the pandemic and – can't go back to Japan because of the whole restrictions, right? Is that really what's happening? Well, there, there's that. And then there, he has also applied for a American green card visa, which means he cannot leave the country until it is approved. 
And of course, thanks to COVID. So what does that mean? What's that? What's that cooking to though? Think he's basically he's basically stuck here right now. But but I mean, what's his goal with that? Is this new Japan thing, or is he thinking if this doesn't pan out, I got other companies over here. Time to get. I know, mean, time to go work with him. I I don't know. But I, I, this guy seems so much bigger than where he's at right agreed. now. Agreed. Not by his not by his fault. Just to think, a victim of circumstance. New Japan of America is very, very flat at this point, regardless of how good strong it is, people just aren't watching it um, because there's an overabundance of professional wrestling at this point. Um, There's just not time to watch all of it. And I mean, I enjoy watching New Japan. I'm not watching strong, you know, not not on a a semi-regular basis. So they're they're putting him on impact to try to draw attention um, and I think a big part of it is New Japan Pro Wrestling is returning to Access TV, which is owned by Anthem, which also owns Impact. And they want all the people that are watching Impact to tune in and watch New Japan Pro Wrestling on Access TV. So I I get it in that respect. I also understand that you don't want to send Switchblade Jay White to AEW and have him doing jobs to people while you're trying to protect him inside of the booking. Um, because he's Jay freaking white. Yeah. I, I don't think Jay white has any intentions of leaving new Japan pro wrestling. Uh, Jay came up through the new Japan dojo. He did his excursion at ring of honor returned. He's been a big star for new Japan. He's been treated very well by new Japan. And I think what they're trying to do is build new Japan of America around Jay white, which makes all the sense in the world. He's he's probably the best English promo that they've got inside of the company, not named Will Ospreay. You can kind of go back and forth between those two guys if you like either one style more than the other. Um, but Jay is a true New Japan guy where Ospreay came in. Ospreay's a true gaijin, even though he has now moved to Japan. So Who trained co- Jay White? Who, who, who's officially Jay White's trainer? Like, you know, the New Japan go- Dojo. He, he was okay, trained so, as a young lion through the New Japan Dojo. Okay, so he doesn't have, like, some of the wrestlers have, like, one name specific, like a mm-hmm. trainer. Okay, he's got more of, like, a, like a, okay. Like, you know, he's got the same guys that Okada had and Tetsuya Naito had and Tanahashi. I mean, that young lion yeah. system, he actually he just came up through the dojo. Um, so I those guys are typically lifers. I mean, because it takes a lot of commitment to even go through the dojo, let alone to be put into the position that he is. And I think the way new Japan looks at Jay white is listen, bro, we're trying to build this new company around you. You are the centerpiece act of new Japan of America. Like you are the face of this company and you are the, the centerpiece act, even though he doesn't have a title right now, he's doing the U S of J open challenge, right? Like he, (laughs) he is, he is still, the guy he is still the main event he is still the centerpiece the figurehead of new japan of america so the company has faith in him it's just not working because of business strategies and an incredibly oversaturated market that's true like there is so much wrestling and it's hard to keep up with i still got to go back and finish wrestle kingdom like granted you know, I've been having fun with that app too watching stuff from the 90s so i'm a little guilty yeah. there that's what's put me back but uh, it's good stuff, man. I, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. 
granted Royal Rumble's coming up, so that'll add on to my WWE hours. But so far, January, uh, I've probably watched New Japan World more than any other wrestling company, you know, because I'm going back. So there you and, go. I admitted it right here on virtual page. I think the more New Japan that you watch, too, you, you really start to see when a company like AEW comes along. And the thing that excited me was the sports-like presentation that they kept talking about. Mm-hmm. If you want a sports-like presentation inside of the world of professional wrestling, go watch New Japan. I mean, that is a sports-like presentation. You watch a New Japan show, and it's just match, 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 match. There's no talking. There's no BS. That's all done backstage in front of the media at, Mm -hmm. you you know, like just in front of press, like a real sport would be like after the game, Tom Brady at the podium telling you, you know, the, oh yeah, all the cliches we can think of. And it's great. I, that's a sports like presentation. AEW, WWE light. They'd have angles once in a while. Like when someone was leaving the bullet club or. Like when Jericho came in, you know, they they do stuff like that, but it wasn't it was when necessary that made right. sense to build that feud. So that's it, man. What else you want to add here? We gotta go do the review here. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the review. I'm looking forward to uh talking some a bit more about that god awful ladder match. And it it was so weird, man, because I hate the match, but man, there was some incredible spots in it. Like that cutter was one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever seen in pro wrestling. They they play those spots to social media because they're going to get put on there in little gifts or videos and clips. I feel like because what it, they it, won't it, show is Cody getting up 15 seconds later. Exactly. So like it is a completely different atmosphere watching the whole show show is. from eight to ten my time versus watching those clips on the internet like Aaron Rift retweeting that and all you're thinking you're thinking the whole show was electric like that. But then when you go back and watch it, I'm sitting there fast forwarding through a lot of it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's it. Any plugs? Uh, at not Jargo on Twitter, social media, and uh, lots of uh, hopefully big announcements coming in soon. Cool. And I'm on Twitter at no DQ underscore virtue. Been a little volatile over there lately, but you know I'm having fun with uh, AEW, some Jericho comments. So go over there and check me out. Uh, if I block you, it's just a little game I like to play to force you to email me or come join the review in the chat so you can talk to me there. But that's it for Dr. Jargo. I am Virtue. This has been Virtue's Rage right here on the bigvetobrand.com. We will see you again next time.